This is a HeadGum Podcast. Oh, man, that reminds me. Um, I saw this vintage ad the other day for mayonnaise, and it, it referred to mayonnaise as that wonderful food. <laughs> 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 Man- mayonnaise is you know when you think about it mayonnaise real it really is that wonderful food mm-hmm, the god sauce itself it's the best sauce so- it's 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 just some wet eggs yeah it's just it's so the confidence that this ad exhumed for mayonnaise was so pure i love old ads uh, you could you could say whatever you wanted in they it was the wild west they didn't know there was no market data. There was no... <laughs> yeah, up until people started give, getting emphysema, you could just lie about anything. Yeah. Oh, mayonnaise, that wonderful food. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> Put it under your arms before you go to sleep, and you'll be a sexual panther. <laughs> mayonnaise, brush your teeth with it. It's white. Your teeth are white. Your teeth will be whiter. <laughs> Mayonnaise, make your bed out of it. It's soft and gooey. <laughs> mayonnaise, good for dogs? Great for dogs. <laughs> mayonnaise, build a family out of it. <laughs> it loves you. Running low on pomade? Then slap some of that wonderful food in your hair. <laughs> Style it up into a beautiful tower. An ivory husk. For all to see. Scarlet fever? Try mayonnaise. <laughs> dead? Try mayonnaise. <laughs> Rub mayonnaise on your dead your dead grandfather. Watch him come back to life before your very <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's right, mayonnaise. It contains the philosopher's stone. <laughs> mayonnaise, the grand panacea. <laughs> An elixir like no other. <laughs> it can kill and provide life. Eat it for all four meals. That's right, four <laughs> meals. Thanks to mayonnaise, time no longer matters. Your heart racing and starting to sweat? That's the mayonnaise working. That's your body getting so healthy from all of the wonderful miracle food mayonnaise you eat. Look around. Look at your hands. You are mayonnaise the whole time. <laughs> mayonnaise is us. We are mayonnaise. There is no difference. <laughs> now available in your local pharmacy. That's right, the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go down to the soda fountain. Get yourself a concrete with mayonnaise. <laughs> Ice cream is on the outs. <laughs> mayonnaise, it's winning the war. Should we start the show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? What should we draw? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I'm your spooky friend that lurks in the woods, Caldwell Tanner. And I'm your bright eyed trick or treater, Nathan Yaffe. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, give me something good to eat. I will give you uh, one trick in exchange for one treat, as is the economy of this horrid season. Okay, so I, I give you a treat and you you trade it to me for a trick? Yes. So do a trick on me, I guess. Trick me. 
foil me, deceive me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to do this. Yeah. Uh, I tricked you into spending uh, roughly two hours out of every week recording a podcast with me. <laughs> oh, dude, you got me. Yep. <laughs> you got me so good. <laughs> you fell right into my trap, ensnared all along. This is my like really low stakes uh, <laughs> saw punishment. <laughs> and I, in return, treated you to my uh, angelic laughter. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it worked out. God, we were in hell all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this um, this is coming out uh, a little bit before Halloween, but it's our our last episode before Halloween. And and the way holidays work in America is um, <laughs> the entire month or months leading up to it is it, it, it's fair game. And once it happens, it's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's over. You missed it. The Halloween, the the holiday is executed on the day of the holiday and forgotten. It is guillotined and then replaced with with Christmas. Do not, yeah. <laughs> Anything after Halloween is Christmas. <laughs> Thanksgiving is just fully. It's just Christmas Junior. I love going to a store and seeing like the Christmas spread. Yeah, because it's like it starts so early, and I know it's like everyone is always complaining about that, but I legitimately love it because it's like this weird kind of like red and green moss that's just like. Yeah. overtaking everything you can see it's jolly tendrils just spreading throughout a corporation and i love it and if you get ever get lost in the mall just like moss the the christmas decorations is always on the north side towards the north pole towards the north pole exactly so you can uh you can find your way out i had to go to uh i went to a um, a michael's getting mm-hmm. some crafts I was making yeah. some halloween costumes the other oh, day boy you craft your own halloween costume you oh i that, do none of that pre-packaged off-brand uh, <laughs> <laughs> just chunky fake muscles. It's heroic, heroic man suit. <laughs> heroic caped man. Dark heroic caped man. <laughs> Lithe spider child. <laughs> Sassy heroic man. That's Wonder Woman. Yeah, drunk smart uncle. <laughs> I love. <laughs> Drunk smart uncle and nephew. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Very good costumes. But no, I do make my own costumes and I went to the Michaels and the 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 Christmas plague has already fully infected the Michaels, I'm afraid to say. For the first time in decades, Christmas will not be bound by by <laughs> political correctness. It's true. You could barely even tell it was Christmas before. <laughs> in America, but not not anymore. The war on Christmas is over, and Christmas is won. I don't know who is fighting Christmas. Yeah, no, who? I don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell. All of the Santa Clauses in every commercial for every company, uh, and the Christmas music on the radio. It was it was being stifled somehow. I'm excited to see it fully unbound, <laughs> fully free. <laughs> to manifest without the the ensnaring grasp of political correctness. Right. The sigils, the dark sigils have been removed. The, the cold the... iron chains which formerly bound it. Just like a giant, strong Cthulhu Santa Claus yeah. rises from the deep. The Kringle. The Kringle. <laughs> the Kringle has awakened. It's like when um, you fight Ganon in Zelda 64, or you fight Ganondorf in Zelda 64, mm-hmm. but then he returns as just Ganon. So it's like Chris Kringle, but then just becomes Kringle. It's just Kringle. <laughs> Kringle is such a good name for a scary thing. What would the 
enemy of Christmas be? Like if if in this war on Christmas, if Christmas had lost, would we just have like two months of Thanksgiving? <laughs> it would just be the holidays. Oh, I see. It it's um you know the the uh the idea of inclusivity right would would have would have uh would have won out and we we can't have that we can't acknowledge we can't tacitly acknowledge that there are uh people who don't celebrate christmas god yeah i remember going to michael's last year the christmas sprawl had not begun and there was just one enormous candle in the center and a sign that said everyone is special and i was just like oh puke ugh i hate lighting the inclusivity candle during holiday get that out of there <laughs> Give me a Santa who dances to 50 songs. <laughs> I want a nonstop dancing Santa in every mall. <laughs> no children can get on his knees because he's too busy break he's dancing. Too, he's fucking popping and locking this Santa. <laughs> Don't get anywhere near his lap. <laughs> um... Back to Halloween. Back to it. The holiday on which there is no war because it's it's a pure experience, Halloween. Yeah, it's unaffiliated. I mean, it's a corporate as hell, but it's like unaffiliated with any like religion. It's specifically anti-religion, which I like about it's it. It's just candy. It's just candy and dressing mm-hmm. up. And Satan. Yeah, a little bit of Satan in there. Just a little bit. Just a little spice of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> just a little dollop of the big just, red he, guy. He's there. He's having fun. Well, Nathan, what is your what is your Halloween uh, routine? I have gone as a cat for the past, I think, four years now, and I never get any crap for it. <laughs> I, you, you put on the ears, you you wear, you know, some some dark colors. I do a black cat because, um, you know, I don't I don't have a lot of striped clothes, right, in the right colors, and um, you know, sometimes I'll do. Uh, I'll do whiskers or a nose, but really you just need the ears and you just say, I'm a cat. Meow. <laughs> and everyone's really impressed. They're like, wow, you spent a lot of time on this. You really are making that. You're really taking this holiday and making it your own, making it so special. Uh, last year I, I had a girlfriend and she, uh, I still have this girlfriend by the way. Okay. Uh, but we, we did a couple's costume, which was two cats. Two cats are better than one. Yeah. Are you going to be a cat again this year? I think I have not planned any other costume, so I think, yes, I will uh, most likely be reprising my costume as a cat. And you're not going to, like, up the ante, do, like, cat in the hat, but it's just, like, a baseball cap or something oh, like that? Oh, that'd be or, fun. Like... That could be fun. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe some sort of twist on, on the old cat costume. Maybe I'm a cat that needs to go to the vet. And I've just got like a little bit of uh, of vomit just sort of dribbling out of my mouth. Oh, you could wear one of those cones on your head. I could wear a cone. Yeah. I'm a I cat could be that... a cone cat. <laughs> and that'd be fun because people could just pour candy into that thing. I could be I could be a Heathcliff and wear a football helmet that says ham on it. Right. Like he does in the popular comic like strip. He, like he does. And then I'm I'm envious, but also a little enraged by your nonchalance with this holiday. Mm-hmm. I went to a costume party yesterday, and it was a party with a bunch of uh, animators. Oh, that sounds fun! It was very fun, and I thought, hey, was I can it an I can animated time. It was very lively. Yes, it was very lively, and involved an entire uh, studio in uh, in South Korea 
uh-huh. <laughs> to support it. <laughs> you guys, you guys each submitted um, photographs of yourself, and then the studio in South Korea made it so that you guys moved. Yeah, they did all the in betweens of my costume. <laughs> I figured I could go as like something nerdier since it's like an animation crowd. So I went as I went as Deku from My Hero Academia. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it's a good show about superheroes in anime, and like only half the people got it. Wow. And I put in all that work. I like dyed my hair. You made your hair green? Is it still green? I made my hair green. No, it's not still green. I got some of that spray that you just put in it. I actually, it was a metallic teal. Ooh. And Nathan, this is what I wanted to lead into, is that the the spray looked a little too good. Oh. Or I saw it and I was like, oh. You think you might- Oh, this is interesting. You might try and, and green it up more often. I don't think I should. But <laughs> it, there was like something in the back of, there was a, a niggling sensation. I would support you. I would support you if you wanted to go green. No, I'm too much of a normie. I think it would just like it would. St- I would stick out too much. People would. It would. It, it wouldn't fit. Like it, it just wouldn't match my overall style. Well, yeah, because your your current style is to lead the eye down to the chin, the the strong chin that you display. The green hair would create uh, a dissonance where the eyes wouldn't know whether to focus on the top or the bottom of your face. Precisely. I just feel like I've got like too much of like a normal man face. Yeah. <laughs> It would just look strange. It would look mismatched. <laughs> why, why does this completely normal man have green hair? It would be like if you put a wig on a horse, and it's just like, that doesn't belong there. If you gave like, a, a horse Super Saiyan hair, it's like, no, take it off. I'm writing that down. That's a first drawing idea, just a horse with Super Saiyan hair. Hey, PETA. Hey, can, hey, can, hey PETA? Can pets, can pets do Halloween? Hey, PETA, can I give my horse Super Saiyan hair? <laughs> Hey, Peter, can I train my horse in a hyperbolic time chamber so that it can get super strong? <laughs> it's only half Saiyan, so I don't know if it could fully go yeah. Super Saiyan, but I think that it could like get super powered up. It could definitely be Earth's Mightiest Warrior. Horses are so strong. Horses are the most anime animal. They've got the strongest looking muscles. Well, um, there's uh, kangaroos, I think, are the most anime of animal. Any one of those animals with the real fine fur that you can still see the muscle definition, like a like a pit bull, like a real strong pit bull. I think an animal like a pit bull, or a cow, or a horse, like anything that like can have musculature mm-hmm. but walks on all fours. Mm-hmm. It just like it looks like it's constantly about to realize it can walk on its hind legs. <laughs> it's about to, it's about to evolve. It's just like oh second. shit, <laughs> <laughs> come at me. What's up now? And then the horse just like flexes and its hooves disintegrate and it's just got like two big fists it's under It's just there. got the hands, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think Adventure Time did that with the deer, but I do like the idea of a, a horse just taking off its hooves and it just has these perfect man hands underneath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just like maybe they just turn into guns. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take away my Second Amendment rights. They're attached. <laughs> Do you think that there's ever been a kangaroo that had like a firearm or a knife in their pouch? Oh, that's the perfect concealed carry. Cause it's all it gets all gooey in there, right? Oh yeah, because it's like the pouch is like basically a mammary gland. So it's just like a milk sack. Yeah, it's a it's a gross, <laughs> gooey nightmare in there. But um, I'm sure at least one kangaroo has used the pouch to conceal some sort of weapon, be it uh, 
be it a crocodile Dundee style knife. Yeah. Uh, a knife. I feel like an impossibly large samurai sword. Yeah, because Australia actually has pretty strict gun policy, so um, I don't so know. So it would probably be a knife or like a, yeah. a flail of some sort, maybe. Some sort of runic dagger, perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think this is a knife that the kangaroo made themselves? Yeah, uh, forged forged in the uh, the fires of Mount Didgeridoo. That's, that's okay. Not, that's, that's <laughs> as I was saying. borderline. This yeah. is borderline, buddy. I don't think so, yeah. Well, Nathan... <laughs> I think we've fully figured out what we're going to be for Halloween, mm-hmm. and we've, we've, we've talked about Halloween enough. I want to open it up to our, the audience, though, because I think that I want to keep the Halloween theme of the show going. Yeah, just just as we would open our homes to the trick-or-treaters on Halloween, we will open our show to the lovely array of, uh, of questions and suggestions that our listeners send in. Um, that's like their costumes. It's like they're dressing up. They're dressing up their emails in fun premises for us. <laughs> they are coming to our digital front door yeah. and requesting a drawing uh, instead of candy. This is us telling them, oh, what a what sweet, sweet emails you're wearing. I'm going to assign a costume to each of the emails. Oh, I like I've that. I've decided this. Okay. All right, so this first one comes to us from, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Cameron? Mm-hmm. And Cameron is dressed as um, Thomas the Tank Engine. Of course. Um, it's, you know, like they've got the head and then like the engine in the back. Um, and it looks really good. They've, they've kind of put some, they put some blush on their face. Uh, they put some like pancake makeup on their face. So it's just like really flat and fleshy and it's like a little too much. It's unsettling. It's unsettling for sure, but I appreciate the amount of work and craft that went into it. And this, um, this email is actually vaguely Halloween themed. So... We, I did this on accident, forgetting Halloween was coming up, but uh, here it is. Let me read it. Yay. The title is Please Help, all caps, uh, and Cameron says, This box of chocolates just appeared in my house one day, and I'm scared to eat it because I don't know where it came from, but I really like chocolate. Please, is it safe? <laughs> okay, and, so there's some pictures attached. Yeah, the, it's accompanied by some pictures, and the pictures are really, they're very good. Yeah, the, the, they all look like good candies. They all have like a unique shape to them. Yeah, and they and they're labeled. I like a, a chocolate box that has labels for all the candies. So like just just a few examples. We've got toffee finger. We've got <laughs> caramel swirl. We've got fudge. And then there are there are two two in particular that uh, do not fit quite. With the the candy description theme. All right, I'm seeing those now. So yeah, we've got toffee penny, strawberry delight, orange chocolate crunch, and of course the green triangle, <laughs> and the purple one. What? I didn't even see the purple one before. Oh my god! What is with this like <laughs> cosmic all, nightmare all of candy? Descriptive of candy, and then there's. The green triangle and the purple one. This is Quality Street Candy Company. And it's just a bunch of normal candies. They all look like they look like how you would draw candy if you were drawing a cartoon. Right. Yeah. They yeah, they all look like variations on Tootsie Rolls. And then the green triangle is literally just it's a, a green triangle. It's a, I can't imagine it's green underneath, but maybe it is. It's in green tinfoil. I don't think anyone has ever opened one. Yeah, it's the, like, what? 
What's in there? What's in the green triangle? Mint? Is it is it mint flavored? It looks vaguely mint flavored. I don't know if that's like uh, an American association, but like when I see a green choc- a green candy, I think mint. But I-, I wonder if this is like the sort of thing where if I went to I, I in my head I'm imagining this is like a European candy of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, it, where like if I went to the country of origin for this candy mm-hmm. and I uh, was offered them and I took a green triangle, everyone would be like, "What are you doing?" What are you doing? You don't you don't take the green triangle. No, we leave the green triangle. The green triangle is an offering for the eldest in the family. Yeah, for the... <laughs> right, the eldest in the family must get the green triangle. The youngest gets the purple one. The youngest <laughs> is forced to eat the purple one because no one wants the purple one. <laughs> the purple one. <laughs> the purple one is like it's just like a little fish. It's just like a minnow in there. Yeah, what is in there? I don't know. For just for our listeners at home, the picture on the box for the purple one is like it's like a normal candy wrapper, but it's got kind of just like a cosmic purple nature to it. It looks very spacey. Yeah. And it's it's horrifying, honestly. <laughs> is there a drawing idea off of this? Just like off of like There has to be. Well, all right, so my mind goes to Oreos. Okay. Because Oreo is blowing it up right now. Oh, yeah. They've got all the flavors. They've got, what, like a cinnamon? They got cinnamon bun flavor or something? Uh, I had, um, oh, what was it? I definitely had a pumpkin spice one the oh, other day. Oh, for sure, for sure. Which was fine. It was yeah. average. I mean, it's just, it's a cookie with with uh, cream in the middle. Yeah. What's not to like about that? It's hard to fuck up. And I also had like a maple one that was oh, very good. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe this is like, because it seems like Quality Street definitely played God. <laughs> Quality Street. And, like, what happened was I imagine that, like, the green triangle is, like, the uh, the binding force. Mm-hmm. Well, like, without the green triangle, this their, this dark candy experiment all falls apart. The, the green triangle is the conduit <laughs> through which all of the other yeah. candies flow through. Um, it's the oh, gateway shit. between our world and the world, the realm of, of candies, of forbidden sweets. I love Quality Street. The only candy with instructions... <laughs> <laughs> do not eat the green triangle first the green triangle is the conduit through which your candy experience is directed right they've got all of these other um the drawings on the on the box are of the candies that you can get but there's only the green triangle is the only candy that's actually inside the box and you have to follow the instructions and use the green triangle to summon the other candies into our realm right <laughs> you have to use chocolate alchemy <laughs> so maybe it's their kids uh, comparing their Halloween candies, and uh, they're like, "Oh, I got, I got a, a Twix, I got a Snickers, uh, I got, I got the Green Triangle." <laughs> it's like that Charlie Brown gag where the kid's like, "I got a rock," but instead of a rock, it's like, "I got, you know, this this stone that screams." <laughs> I got the screaming stone. <laughs> I got the shrieking dagger. I don't think this is I don't think I was supposed to get this. I got I got the whispering iron. <laughs> Nathan, what about um what about like a um oh jeez, I'm I'm losing my train of thought, but I, I promise you it's coming back. You got it. Uh no, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear did, 
should I should I have interrupted you there or what? I thought you had something. I thought I had it too. Jesus Christ. Um no, it's just gone. Okay. The green I I'm I'm looking at the green triangle again, Nathan, and it's it's taking something from me. I just I can't I don't know what's happening, but it's just it's stealing from me. It's taking my memories and I don't like it anymore. It's uh it, it's the kid the kid says, oh, I got the green triangle, and then Nicolas Cage pops in and he says, It's a clue. <laughs> we have to we have to use it to find uh treasure. It's a, it's the the candy treasure. It's the national candy treasure, national treasure three Halloween special. I remember my idea. Okay. So what if it's like an alchemist that's trying to make gold from lead? Okay. But but he accidentally makes uh like gold chocolate. Oh. It's like those little chocolate coins. Right. That was the idea that I forgot and then thought was worth remembering. <laughs> that was the idea that I I was lost to me for a moment and I swam through the the archives of my subconscious and I found it and recovered and said, "Yep, still good." I'm sure it was on the floor of my brain for a bit, but <laughs> I'll still put it in my mouth. What if uh, what if we did just like um I'm sure versions of this have been done before, but like a no, know your Halloween candy, and it's like the classics, and you've got Snickers and Milky Way and those guys. You've got uh, the Duds, and it's like um, you know Smarties or one of those, you know the 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 less desirable ones, licorice and what have you, and then it's like the the forbidden candies, and then you have the Green <laughs> Triangle and. Uh, you know, it, it can. You know, we can we can have some fun with it. Yeah, you you got like the green triangle, Tootsie, the Tootsie Obelisk. Yeah, the. T- <laughs> <laughs> Runts. Runts, and then, uh, uh, and then of course candy corn in their own category. Oh man, candy corn is the is the truly eternal candy. What's your stance on candy corn? The most divisive of all candies. I don't hate it as much as other people do. It's just you can't have more than like three. Sure. I eat three and I'm like, I'm good for the year. Yeah, because it's just like pure sugar. It's just sugar wax. And I it's fun. <laughs> it's novel. You eat it and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember what this is like. I like candy corn, but what you know what I like even more than candy corn, Nathan? What? Is its uh, less bashful brother, Mellow Cream Pumpkins. Are you familiar with Mellow Cream Pumpkins? What's a Mellow Cream Pumpkin, Caldwell? It's made of the same material. But it's shaped like a pumpkin? Shaped like a little pumpkin. And it's just a, it's just a sweet, waxy pumpkin? It's a sweet, waxy pumpkin. And I, what I like about that is candy corn dresses itself up as this other thing. It's like, oh, this spooky ear of corn has yielded these uh, delightful sugary treats. But mellow cream pumpkins, they're not disguising where that thing came from. It's like, we invented some hard new sugar compote named mellow <laughs> named cream. mellow cream. And we have devised a pumpkin from within. <laughs> I have to look up what mellow cream is now. Yeah. I think I, I when I was younger, I used to be really into candy corn. Um, and I think at some point my body changed and decided that, no, in fact, candy corn is, it's, it's just a rich, it's a rich sensory experience for your mouth. 
Would you like to know the process for making uh, Mellow Cream Pumpkins? Uh, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> Do I want to know, Caldwell? <laughs> you tell me. All right. Looks like uh, the main ingredients yeah. are corn syrup, honey, carnauba wax, mm-hmm. and sugar. Now, Nathan... <laughs> On this Choose Your Own Adventure, you can either read the history of candy pumpkins or you can learn about what carnauba wax is. <laughs> so wait, okay, hold on. Corn syrup, honey, carnauba wax, and sugar are the four ingredients? The four elements. Three out of four of the ingredients are just sweet things. Yep. Just like different ways to make the sweet. You don't need sugar if you already have corn syrup. In there. No, it's it's the Triforce. Nathan, think about it. It's you've got sugar from the canes, you've got honey from the bees, you've got corn syrup from the corn. The three golden elements united in, into this perfect candy product. Don't you see? Fused, fused through the power of carnaba wax. <laughs> I have to find out what carnaba wax is now. Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's it's from like a palm tree. Okay. Carnauba wax can produce a glossy finish and is used <laughs> and as such is used in automobile waxes, shoe polishes, dental flosses, food products such as sweets, instrument polishes, and floor and furniture waxes. That's a, that's an all-purpose wax. Yeah, that wax will work. Oh, you can put it on your speedboat, don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the main ingredient in surfboard wax. Anything you need waxing? Anything you just use use candy corn. Hey, if you need to make your car look nice or also to make a sweet treat for Halloween, Carnauba Wax has got you covered. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh, man. What a great wax. Uh, it is known as the queen of waxes, and in its pure state, usually comes in the form of a hard yellow brown flakes. Give it to me straight! Oh, now I'm just imagining Queen Carnaba. <laughs> queen Carnaba does sound like a Destiny villain. Yeah. I don't. I've not played Destiny, but I know enough about Destiny to know that it's got some like weird royalty that's also bugs in space, and that sounds like one of them. Queen Carnaba. Queen Carnaba, the shiniest, waxiest queen. I don't know if this tangent has has yielded any drawing ideas. Though. You know, sometimes you go down a street um, that looks like you're going to get a lot of candy, and all the houses just hand out apples. Sometimes you walk down Quality Street and you get a lot of great candies and then also you come upon the Green Triangle. And you come upon the Green Triangle and you wake up the next day and all of your candies have been arranged in a runic fashion on the ground (laughs) and um, there are just dark images on your walls and ceilings and your parents are gone. I do like the idea you were talking about mm-hmm. um, of just kind of like a know your candy because I've definitely seen the like watch out for these candies type thing. And it's like a guide where, you know, there's like a Snickers bar and there's clearly a knife in the Snickers bar or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I like the idea of um, a guide to like kind of ranking the candies and then like the the forbidden tier of candies is very funny to me. The insanity candies. I also just the the idea of hiding razors and dangerous implements in candies it's such a weird like you want to hurt children but you don't you don't care to see them be hurt you just like the idea that you've caused harm to a stranger it's a bad approach it's i mean i think that it's kind of fallen out of fashion lately among psychopaths (laughs) what about i do like you said insanity candy Mm -hmm. and that really speaks to me could we do just like a um like maybe a a list or like a illustration 
of like each company's kind of bid for this like the the, the kind of the inevitable ending of all these companies and their their hubris oh I they're like kind that. of like yeah because they're all in this like they're all in this heated race the arms race amongst candy companies is uh is legendary i would say mm-hmm. and like oreo again they've got like all these different flavors which is a cookie not a candy to to clarify this this could start us down a real road of some serious bullshit nathan is is a cookie a candy no Absolutely not. Is a candy a cookie? No, they're di- no. <laughs> no. All right, you may pass. <laughs> <laughs> a cookie is a confection. It's a it's a uh, it's it's a it's a pastry. It's something you bake. A candy it, or no, candy's confe. What is confection? Shit. No, yeah, you're right. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Candy is like there's no there's no batter in candy. Do they both fall under the category of sweet treats for good lads and ladies? Yes. Okay, yes, there we go. They're both sweet <laughs> treats for good lads and ladies and uh, non-gender conforming individuals. Well, well done, well done. I do like the idea, though, because Oreo, again, they're on this fucking tear putting any sort of flavor into uh, Oreos. They're going to birdie bots themselves if they're not careful. Oh, yeah. Get some booger, some booger-flavored Oreos. Yeah, they already have um, like a mystery pack that you can get. When I have a cold, my Oreos are already booger flavored because I can't stop eating Oreos. <laughs> I'm just dripping right down onto them and I can't stop. <laughs> booger Oreos. <laughs> it's so, oh, that feels like such a 90s thing. They definitely make like a, a lime green one too, don't they? Yeah, they've got the they've got the mint one for, um, is that Christmas or St. Patrick's Day? It's the green one. It's St. Patrick's Day. What about just one very tall Oreo? Oh, okay. So we've got double stuff, but Mm -hmm. just tower stuff. Babble stuff. Babble stuffed. (laughs) Like a towering uh, affront to God. Or or (laughs) the different creams. They take all the different cream fillings from all the different flavors and stack them up so it forms like like, um, little ribbons of color. Oh, in the white, the white milky mass of cream. You're talking about like a uh, a Neapolitan uh, nightmare Oreo. That'd be fun. <laughs> Just like every flavor Oreo. Every flavor Oreo. I think there's something fun about that. Uh, we've spent a lot of time on this thread. Let let's. I, there there are other children knocking at our door. Nathan, I know we need to move on, but I have one other idea that I just want to throw out there. Give it to me. You know Twix. I do know Twix. Fuck that. <laughs> Thrix. <laughs> Very good. Think about it. Very Think about good. it. Uh-huh. It's three twigs. Thricks. Uh yeah, there like there there are other children knocking at our door trying to get our attention with their their lovely Halloween costumes, trying to get a treat, and we owe it to them. Would you like to read uh, the next email and describe the next costume? Yeah, sure. So this this email comes to us from Theodore, who is dressed as um, as a, a Legolas. Mm. He's uh, he's doing an old school Lord of the Rings costume. Lego. It's Legolas from the Lord of the Rings, not from the Hobbit. Okay, good. Thank God. Yeah, but his long long flowing locks, uh, cool bow. Some pointy ears. Theodore uh, writes, Secret soldiers, you are needed. Greetings, secret soldiers. This is a special request from the magical kingdom of Norway. 
in this month of spookiness and generally heightened ghost awareness, people's complete lack of ghost-catching skills has yet again been exposed. I'd say it's time we do something about the matter and start catching these translucent pranksters. The people of this world and all over this world, especially all the people inside of this hollow flat earth, needs the help of our best secret soldiers. We need you to draw us a really good instruction manual for ghost catching. It should be in the form of a wall poster for everyone to see. Thank you, the Magical Kingdom of Norway. There's a little bit at the bottom if you wanted to read that. Oh, my God, that's... Wow, that's a that's a good sign-off. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, there's some good fine print yeah, down there. Yeah, in the fine print, hereby represented by a random citizen who unknowingly typed, sent, and deleted this email. <laughs> so Theodore didn't even know. Yeah. Theodore was just a vessel for this message to get to us. So thank you, Theodore, for being the unwilling, unknowing uh, <laughs> servant who sent us this message. The envoy. Thank you to the Magical Kingdom of Norway. Yeah, thank you to the Magical Kingdom of Norway for um, for listening. I love the format of this suggestion mm-hmm. because it treats us with such respect. It's like we are an agency yeah. that people can use to get their word out. They've requested um, a message as well as a format, and it's just so concise and clear, and I like that a lot. It's great. It it uh, it assumes that both that we know the best way to catch ghosts, and we are able to execute on the the graphic design uh required to make a a good effective manual and uh and he's absolutely right we we are and we do and we will i ain't afraid of most ghosts i think there are that most ghosts i could probably deal with <laughs> there are probably a few top tier ghosts that you you probably just don't even want to try and catch right what are ways to catch ghosts? Ways to catch ghosts that you've got uh, your Ghostbusters sort of mm. uh, slime vacuum. I think that this is assuming that like you are in a uh, an area where the Ghostbusters do not service. Right. Can you build or, your own uh, ectoplasm vacuum suck? Mm, containment unit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is. I think we got to think a little more lo-fi. Okay. These are like I, I'm picturing this kind of like either like one of those uh, like how to perform the Heimlich maneuver. It's just like very like lo-fi. What you have on hands, ghost catching solutions. So ghosts, um, mm-hmm. they can't go through glass. I think. Okay. They can go through walls, but they can't go through glass. Yeah. So. Um, Lead him to an amusement park. Lead him to a funhouse mirrors in the amusement park. I'm thinking, well, the big problem with catching ghosts is that, like, nothing can contain them except for other ghost stuff. Right. Other ectoplasmic instruments. So you need to die. Yeah. <laughs> the, be- the most effective way to catch a ghost is to die and become a ghost and then catch them on their own, their own territory. I think if you're in, like, a real bind... You could like put a tourniquet on your arm mm-hmm. so that your arm lost all blood flow and died. And you get a ghost. Oh, then you got a ghost. Like arm. When your arm falls asleep or when your leg falls yeah. asleep, that's when that's when they're the most able to get ghosts. Oh, my God. Is that what it is? That what that is? Is that what that tingling is? Is this your arm being like, oh, fuck, I'm a ghost. Yeah. It's your arm uh, entering the ghost realm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you very quickly became a Danny Phantom and. Now you're stuck there, but like if we could if we could harness that ability, then you could punch a ghost. And ghosts are very weak. Go- that's the thing. Here's the thing about ghosts: is they they already died, so they know that they've seen death, they felt death, 
And so they're fearful creatures. They're fearful, and I think they have a low tolerance, too. So if you, like, punch them or slap them even once, they'll be like, what the fuck, man? Fine, I'm leaving. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. Fine. Jeez. So, yeah, I think that, like, one solution is definitely to basically flatliners your arm, like, put it to the brink of death so that you can, like, activate its its ghost form and then just slap the ghost until it leaves, leaves you. Well, we're we're trying we're trying to capture it. So you slap it until it submits, and then it goes into its ghost cage. Right, and the ghost cage is that a cage that you've that you've murdered, and now it's a ghost cage, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, you have to you have to build a living cage and then murder it so it becomes a ghost cage. That's really the tough part. Guess you could build it out of bones. Yeah, a bone a bone cage, glass cage. Uh, why glass? Isn't that a thing that ghosts can't go through glass? I went with you on it earlier, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard that. Well, um, we could just <laughs> we could just agree to that premise for the sake of yeah, okay, for the sake of agreement, for sure. All right, I'm happy to agree with you. Thank you. It's yeah, <laughs> agreeing with you is agreeable to me. That's sort of the rule for any horror monster. You just pick an at random material. Yeah, and it's if. If you insist on it hard enough, um, it horror should monsters work. Are a, horror monsters are a lot like Pokemon mm-hmm. in the way that they all have strengths and weaknesses, which are like, for the most part, balanced pretty well. Yeah. And like, it must be, it must suck when they introduce like new monsters and it's like, well, shit, like they just introduced, you know, if we got a wolf man that's strong against like strong against garlic but weak against silver but then we've got oh shit is there like a monster that's strong against silver see that's the what silver i feel like is universally it's good against vampires and werewolves yeah but imagine is if there was a monster ghosts? maybe ghosts are really strong against silver well yeah obviously because like it just goes right through them right okay so ghosts... i think they're like neutral to silver i'm talking about like a silver mummy <laughs> <laughs> the the mummy silver mummy the mummy who loves silver. <laughs> I'm talking about some sort of uh some sort of gun mummy. That, yeah, or like what would a silver monster be? Maybe it would be like a silver golem or something like that. Yeah, I just like the idea of um. We could also do like a lesser known you know monsters. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fun drawing idea. Or just like know know your monster weaknesses. You're going out to hunt monsters, know what's effective against what. And so you've got silver, good against vampires and uh, vampires and werewolves, bad against silver mummies. <laughs> silver mummies, the mummies who love silver. Silver mummies, the mummies who love silver. <laughs> oh, I guess dragons, uh, like, love, they love silver and gold. They love, they love their precious metals. Yeah, so I, I guess they would be strong against it. Would it be broken down? I think it's funny to break it down by uh, monster type. Mm-hmm. And, and then like you could end it on like silver mummies, the mummies that love silver. And it's like, shit, I don't know. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because regular mummies, you just do that thing where you unwind, them, unravel them bit by bit. You stand on the end of their, um, their wrapping and then you force them to run around for a while and then eventually they unravel and turn to dust. They turn to dust uh because the curse is lifted. Mm-hmm. The curse was being held together by uh by toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Are there other lesser known weaknesses that you could exploit for like a wolf man or a swamp creature? Um swamp creature, I think you just talk about um clean energy solutions. Yeah. 
Or you just maybe um, you litter. Oh, you do a litter and it makes it sad? Yeah. Come on! Yeah, if if you're being chased by a swamp person, uh, drop all the litter you can because he is obligated to stop and pick up after you. Right. It will make him angrier, but it will provide enough of a distraction for you to get away. Yeah, they're a warden of the earth. That's true. That's a real trade-off. I guess, like, yeah, you could just uh, you smoke in front of them. <laughs> they probably wouldn't like that. I wonder, I feel like DEET, just, uh, just oh. enough DEET, you can probably deal with most horror monsters. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, you could just poison them. Yeah. I think I think they're all pretty weak to poison. I don't think that that would work on vampires. Maybe not vampires. Va- that's the one. Okay, so vampires are the only one that are immune to DEET. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. But what about radioactive energy? Radioactive energy. I think if you if you radioactive your blood and then get the vampire to drink it, the vampire gets uh, vampire cancer. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, but like I guess that's a, that's a real pyrrhic victory, though. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I like this idea for a chart, but I also think it'd be really funny to see like the matchups for each of them, like what's strong against the other one. Yeah, you know that they start they tried to do that dark universe thing with Tom Cruise, and they started with the Mummy, and they were going to do like all of these um, monster movies in the same universe. Yeah, and I think the problem there was that they were going to have them all team up. They should have made them fight. In any major team up movie, the team fights before they team up. In Avengers, in Avengers, you got you got the Captain America, Iron Man, Thor fighting in the woods. In uh, that's very good. Justice League, I haven't seen that one yet, but um, I assume there's some fighting, some infighting. Yeah, I think this is good. I think this is very good. I think we got a lot of good ideas. Um, I think we need to sit on them, uh, Nathan. I, I want to go. I, I got to go make sure our candy is uh, is set up for our next guests that are going to be coming after the break. We just left the candy outside, um, and we said take one honor system, and so we should we should probably go check on that and make sure that uh, everybody has been taking just one. Yeah, I am going to cause a real fit if if that is not the case. But uh, so we're going to go count our candy, make sure that all the green triangles remain, so that uh, balance can also remain in this world. Um, we'll be back in just a second. Caldwell, it's time for the spookiest part of the episode where we try and make money from our audience. (laughs) We try and get them to use products and services that have paid us to advertise. Oh, being compensated for your work is truly the spookiest proposition of all. (laughs) This first ghoulish sponsor that we have... Love it. ...is Squarespace. Ooh, Squarespace. Back from the dead. They were never dead. They were never dead. They were alive and well. They are a a mortal, always with us. Much like the internet. As is the internet. Um, Squarespace is great. If you don't know about Squarespace... It's a it's a place where you can go to build beautiful websites. Everybody's got a website these days. Everybody's got some some project, some ambition, whether whether you're an artist or a a, a lifestyle coach or a a professional ghost hunter. You you need a a place for people to find your work. 
to to showcase your work, to to publish content, to sell products and services, to promote yourself, any and all of those things you can do with a beautiful website you you make at Squarespace. I think I'm going to make a website for when I die. Oh, that's good. It's just going to be like a digital graveyard, uh, and it's going to be called CaldwellIsDeadAsHell.com. <laughs> and I guess you could like sign in, and there'd be like a logbook. Um, but I think the majority of it will just be like pictures and maybe like a live feed of me decomposing. But I think the main thing will be just be like, uh, it's just be a picture of my tombstone and like Comic Sans text imposed over it. That's like, wow, he's so dead. Holy shit. That's one dead man. Like, I'm glad he's gone. Hell yeah. Eat that grass. I'm happy to tell you that Caldwell is dead as hell dot com is available Fuck yeah. Um, that's one of the great things about Squarespace. You can go there. Uh, it's a very easy way to see if domains are available and purchase them. Um, it's it's a one-stop shop. You you can purchase the domain for your website. You can get uh, these world-class uh, designed templates for your website uh, to make it look beautiful. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Uh, and they've got 24-hour award-winning customer service. So it's really... It's everything you could possibly want or need when creating a custom website. It you know it can be hard if you don't know code or uh, or anything about design. It it can be daunting, but Squarespace makes it easy, and and they want you to make it. They want you to make it yourself. Uh, you you can you 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 make it yourself. You make it stand out. Creating a website can be scary. Yeah. Now with Squarespace, uh, they've taken all the guesswork out of it. It's very easy. I made a website uh, out of out of nothing, with with just the sweat of my back and my brow. I created a website. I gave it life, uh, and now I lord this fact over everyone. Anytime I'm at a party and there's a lull in the conversation, I'm like, "Yeah, I've got a website." <laughs> Which you fuckers got websites? And if they don't, I I just razz them. It's really lay into them. Just razz them real good. Well, Caldwell, let me tell you something. A dream. Mm is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality with Squarespace. That's so beautiful. It is. It really is. Not as beautiful as the websites that you can make on Squarespace. Here's what I want you to do. What do you want me to do? I want you to go check out squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code WEDRAW to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let the dream that lives inside your brain be freed by the Athena that is going to chop a hole in your head and release that dream. And in this metaphor, Athena is, of course, Squarespace. Um, That's how it's getting out into the world, and you got to just let it happen. Let it happen. Squarespace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Nathan, we talked a lot about Squarespace, but here's the thing. If you are building a website or any brand of any sort, you're going to need more than just server space. You're going to need more than just a domain. You're going to need pictures for it. Of course. A picture is worth a thousand words. That's true. Um, I've, uh, According to the stocks, I read the market report. It's up to 2,000 now. Oh, wow. Pictures, mm-hmm. are, pictures are on the rise. Yeah, pictures on the rise. Uh, words continue to be devalued. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're making a podcast. I would say, well, those aren't words, technically. Those are sounds. 
<laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I wasn't saying words. We've just been making sounds at you. <laughs> if you deter if you deciphered language from them, that's your ears problem. That's your fault. That's A sound is worth at least 12 we've, pictures. We've just been sitting here grunting at each other for the past hour. <laughs> so all right, wait. Pictures worth 1000 words. <laughs> sound is worth 5 pictures. Um, a taste, oh baby, that's worth that. That's worth at least a hundred pictures. Oh, well, did you uh, say the, the name of the sponsor? <laughs> the name of the sponsor is, of course, Storyblocks. <laughs> they're new. They're a new sponsor. They're new. They're a new sponsor, Welcome. and they don't know what they've signed up yeah. for. <laughs> Sorry in advance, Storyblocks. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They are the newly developed umbrella brand encompassing three sites: video blocks, audio blocks, and Storyblocks, which was formerly Graphic Stock. Uh, and if you hadn't guessed, they're a um, an industry disruptor. They're tearing down the industry and making it a new. I love a disruptive advertiser. They are. They're not just content to sit there and be a brand. They are going to be the only brand you need. Uh, and of course, they are a stock photo site. You can get high quality stock images for a fraction of the cost. Uh, they also have video and audio. Caldwell, I'm going to be the disruptor for this uh, portion of the ad break. So you keep doing the ad, and I'm going to disrupt it. Okay. <laughs> You're going to make it harder for me. Yeah, I love I'm, it because I need well, I'm that challenge. Be disruptive. Okay. So the main thing that separates them is that they are a, a one-stop shop for all of your stock media needs and extremely Ooh. high value. <laughs> oh, no. I've been thrown off my game by this spooky ghost, <laughs> by the ghost of savings. <laughs> uh, it was just me. It was just me, Caldwell. I was just, I was just being disruptive. Keep going. I've already soiled myself, so it's, it's too late. Um, they're the first and only stock media company offering unlimited free downloads of the member library content for a modest annual fee of $149. Now, I, I don't – that might seem steep, but think about all images for a whole year. Yeah. Any picture you want. Unlimited downloads is I, – I don't know how many of our, our f- listeners are familiar with um, – with with stock image websites, but I used to use them a lot uh, a few years ago when I was doing more Photoshop stuff, uh, and they they usually cap your number of downloads. Like you you have a certain number of downloads per day, something like that. So you you have to be sparing. You you have to be decisive. But unlimited downloads is, is it it truly is disruptive. Yeah, if you want to download a hundred pictures of man enjoys goat. Um, which is a stock photo I'm sure that exists, you can go to Storyblocks and get it. It's just a happy man looking at a goat. If you're if you're building uh, your dream interactive web experience called uh, goatfriend.biz, um, then you can use all these stock photos and all these sounds. I think that, I think that websites with sounds are definitely coming back in a big way. Um, yeah, it's perfect for any anything you're working on. Uh, and again, they've got a lot of stock video too if you're doing video projects. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So just go to storyblocks.com, uh, we draw, and you can try it free for seven days. That's storyblocks, S-T-O-R-Y-B-L-O-C-K-S.com slash we draw to download anything from 400,000 images. That's so many images. Uh, and you'll unlock discounts on millions more. That's way more images than we've made on this show. That's so many images. That's yeah. Think about think it. About That's it. one for every sand in the ocean blue. I wonder how many goats are in the images. I would like to think at least two thousand. Two thousand pictures of the very angry small horse that I love. <laughs> Storyblocks.com/slash/we draw. 
Uh, we're going to get back to the show. we got to go check back in on our candy supply. I fear it is dwindling, and we've got a lot more show to get to. So uh, thanks again to our sponsors, and we'll talk to you in a sec. <laughs> Disrupted! Well, Nathan, looks like we got ransacked. Oh, dang. Yeah, the, the Take One Bowl did not work. Um, all that's left of these raisins is these beautiful doles. They took they took the bowl. They just left the raisins on the ground. Took the bowl, kept the doles. They this is a classic hit and run, a, a classic Halloween hit and run. <laughs> Let's just put the full size candy bars outside. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get even bigger. Yeah. Just uh, just go full Neo Yokio. Just a bunch of big Toblerones just lined up on the door. Build ourselves a, a Toblerone fence, <laughs> blocking our door. <laughs> Take as much as you need. We understand. These are hard times. <laughs> Nathan, we got to get into it. We got to figure out what we're going to draw. But before we do that, I've got one more suggestion I want to read. And it's not just a suggestion. It's a customer review. I love those. It's from our iTunes page. You can leave us a five-star review. And if you do, we might read your suggestion live on air. Yeah. This one comes to us from Globby Smith, which sounds like a, a very bad Smurf name. <laughs> He smiths all the globbies in town. Yeah. <laughs> if you need your your globby smith, come on down to globby smiths. Hi, could you make this into a sword? Nope, I can make it into more globs, though. <laughs> globby smith says, Yo, let me tell you all, if you're debating listening to this sweet pod, you no longer shall because I'm telling you that you should listen to it. It's pretty funny and always gets me to laugh. My favorite thing about this podcast is that minions are brought up at least once an episode. Well, there it was. I I mentioned minions. (laughs) Self-fulfilling prophecy. So if that doesn't make you want to listen to every single episode, I don't know what will. Drawing suggestion. Like Transformers, but bears and couches. Okay. Transformers, bears, and couches. So Transformers are uh, robots that turn into cars. So these would be bears that turn into couches yeah couches futons murphy beds Mm -hmm. ottomans yeah love seats i think that this is a great idea i like it normally when you think of a disguised bear it's that bearskin rug that's still actually a bear yeah that's mm -hmm. but this time it's just the bears of they've become the couch i don't know if there's like a transformation property going on they're barely visible is what the name of the show would be, I think. Well, I, I like to imagine it still does the like... Yeah, sound, yeah. But it's just, it's just a bear turning into a couch. <laughs> so this is more like Beast Wars Transformers is what you're getting at here. Yeah, it's like Beast... But again, they, they, they're never robots. They're either bears or couches. They're never robots. So it's like a, a, a young... Uh, a young nerdy teen finally is old enough to have his own couch and he wants a cool new looking couch but there's this old ratty couch that keeps following him around the store and then he gets it home and it's a bear actually it's and it and it eats and him and it eats him <laughs> it does eat him <laughs> yeah this it is a good show it devours him yeah um so, yeah so it's just like comfy bears do the do the comfy bears, comfy bear jamboree. <laughs> the comfy bear jamboree. Comfy bear jamboree, barely visible is the. So they're like Care Bears, where they have a power, and that power is to disguise themselves as furniture. Mm-hmm. And then they, I guess they just 
eat people. So it's like a reverse uh, Goldilocks. Yeah. Where this this couch is just right. Oh, sh- oh, oh no. Ah, ah, it's eating me. Oh, the couch ate me. And now it's a couch again. <laughs> this feels like, I wonder if there's something to be done with like, you know, in, um, in RPGs, you'll come upon uh, like a mimic, which is like a chest, but with a mouth. Those suck. Yeah, they suck. Uh, cause you want you want that sweet treasure, but it turns out it was just a a weird box with a mouth. Not only is it not a treasure, it is a monster. It's double bad. Is this something we could expand upon for like a RPG or D and D campaign sort of thing? It's like other like worst D and D monsters or something like that. Worst D and D monsters. So the yeah the bear couch. You think it's a bear place? Couch. It's a place to rest, but it's a okay. Yeah, let me let me write that down. Uh, other like fantasy enemies or wor- worst fantasy enemies ranked. Mm-hmm. Like armor that's a little too cold. <laughs> silver, the silver mummy. The silver mummy, of course, is still there. Yeah, silver mummy. <laughs> silver mummy's gonna be in whatever we draw for this episode. I do, I do like the silver. Is it like a duct tape mummy? Oh yeah, that's what that would be. <laughs> we could also just do different types of mummies. <laughs> <laughs> no, your mummies. No, your mummies. Hey, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know your mummies? Learn up about some mummies, you dummy. No, don't be a don't be a mummy, dummy. <laughs> Learn your mummies. Don't be a mummy, dummy. With our guide to, to identifying Egypt's scariest specters. You got duct tape mummy. You got uh, regular mummy, classic. You've got the the fat mummy, aka tummy mummy. You got the bear mummy. You got bear mummy. Yeah, you've got. <laughs> yeah, you've got bear mummy. You've got um, just a bunch of bugs wrapped in cloth. Oh, that's gonna happen. Yeah, like an oogie boogie, if you an will. Oogie boogie. That yeah. It just... Is yeah. Is a canvas sack full of bugs technically a mummy? Mummy implies that something's been tried to be preserved. So I guess you could have a food mummy. You could have a food mummy for sure. Yeah, the the um, the Chinese food that you've kept in your fridge for who knows how long. You don't even remember if it's yours or your roommate's, but neither of you wants to throw it out. That's a food mummy. What about the crummy mummy? There's a crummy mummy. Um, that's just <laughs> he's just he's just such a crummy mummy. It's just uh, <laughs> his opinions are so bad. Oh shit! Here comes Yummy Mummy. I love him. He's very he's a very good chef. <laughs> Uh, he makes the w- most wonderful confections and green triangles. <laughs> dumb. It's dumb, but I like it a lot. <laughs> Shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are other types of mummies? Um, well, there, yeah, there's the ummy mummy who just has a hard time getting a full sentence out without saying um. I think I'm probably descended from one of those. <laughs> what, about, what about gummy mummy? Gummy mummy, sure. And I don't know if that would be like a mummy that's made of gummies or if it's like they got some gum in their bandages and they're really peeved about it. There's chummy mummy. That's just a mummy who's real friendly. Okay. Okay. God, I love these mummies. What about like a proto mummy and it's just a coffin? <laughs> I All coffins are just like big chunky mummies. <laughs> think about it if if you think about it if you don't think about it too hard a coffin is just a mummy without the toilet paper without the the wrappings i guess i maybe like a 
proto mummy would just be a person, and they're like, I haven't died yet. <laughs> Pre mummy. I hope that somebody <laughs> premium mummy. <laughs> I hope that somebody embalms me when I die. Just takes out all my organs, curses me real good, mm-hmm. sticks me in the earth. Well, Nathan, um, do we want to delve any more into bear into bear couches into the comfy bear jamboree? I think we got it. I think it was good. Now, would you like to perhaps discuss what we should draw? I mean, it's a silver mummy. We've already <laughs> we've already agreed. Premium mummy. We're drawing, oh, we're drawing something that involves a silver mummy. Right, what are all of our silver mummy adjacent ideas then? Okay, we've got. I mean, we've got types of mummies. We've got the uh, types of candy, and then we've got types of uh, types of monsters and their weaknesses. They're all they're all types. Now I do want to go back to yeah. I I know that you're real hot on the silver mummy. Mm-hmm. I know the idea of a shiny mummy really gets you going. I'm just imagining like a real '70s sort of disco looking mummy. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a Dragon Quest villain. Yeah, it does feel. It feels like a villain in like an old RPG. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, you've defeated, you've encountered regular mummies before, and then they throw this shit at you. Right. Um, but like, they're weak to electricity, so it's fine. Of course. But I like the idea that we were talking about before about um, kind of candy companies just going for it. Uh huh. About like uh, we we discussed, of course, um, uh, Neapolitan Oreos. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we discussed Thrix. Thrix. <laughs> My favorite character from Osmosis Jones, Thrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's two Drixes. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough Drixes, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm, I'm big on Drix. <laughs> what are other candies that could be amped up this year? Um, like I get, well, I don't know how we describe this too. Is it just like candy has gone too far? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Queen Carnaba is a candy, and it's just <laughs> it's just a wax. It's got no sugar. It's just the wax. It's just the edible wax. <laughs> just wax. Just wax shaped like a queen. And then, of course, of course, the green triangle. The green triangle, uh huh. The forbidden candy. Mm-hmm. I think there's something fun about the candies, the, the ultimate candies. Like this year, they're going all out. I mean, there could be just, it could just be Oreos, just like up in their game so much. Yeah. But I don't know. The the uncandy well, valley. Fuck, that's pretty good. <laughs> so we got uncandy valley. Uh-huh. We've got uh, different monster types to look out for we got know your mummies what else well there was the idea that uh you can you can fight a ghost if you make your arm fall asleep oh the ghost poster ghost post the ghoster ghost poster i do like that ghost poster idea as well Mm -hmm. but that was about catching ghosts i guess if we if we altered it a little bit to be about how to protect yourself from a ghost yeah that could be fun are there other methods for that Bone cage. Bone cage, sure. Mm-hmm. I think if you're under the covers at all times, you're safe. So maybe just like a, <laughs> an entire outfit made from covers. Find a bed, get under the covers. As long as the ghost can't see you, you're safe. And it's just the ghost being like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, night lights. Super effective. Night lights are good. Against ghosts. Oh, helping them finish their business. Oh, yeah. If you just If you just help them solve the mystery of who killed them. That's very funny if it's like that's the last 
panel in this thing, and it's just them being like, oh, yeah, it turns out uh, it was your uncle. He wanted the inheritance or something yeah. like that. And they're like, oh, cool. cool. Psh, bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Or just, just get out of their house. No one ever, like, when you see the writing get out in blood on the house, uh, that's when you move. Don't stay. Don't don't stay and hire the the exorcist. They never it never works. Maybe that ghost died while trying to flip that property. Like they were trying to up the value on this this dump of a house that they bought, and the paint can fell on their head. They got they got ghosted, uh, and now they're like really mad that you got their house for such a steal because like they were gonna flip it and make a fucking mint on this house. Um, another way to fight a ghost: get an even scarier monster to fight the ghost. For example, um, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, Silver Mummy. <laughs> well, I guess you know what the name of this episode is. <laughs> oh shit! A silver oh, mummy. Shit, a silver mummy. <laughs> it's <laughs> all of the strengths of a mummy, but none of the weaknesses. <laughs> what is a mummy's? I guess yeah, you can't burn it. You can't pull its uh, its threads undone. Shit, it's the perfect it's mummy. It's the perfect mummy, the silver mummy. <laughs> Most people go for the gold, but I'll settle for silver. <laughs> Second best mummy. This, the gold mummy is too, it's too malleable. This Halloween, silver mummy in theaters. <laughs> it's slightly stronger than a normal mummy, but it can't move because it is made of silver, so it's it's got no joints. <laughs> Doesn't have points of articulation. <laughs> I didn't think this through. I guess it could float. Oh, shit, it can float. Oh, oh yeah, it can float. It can float for sure. <laughs> it can definitely I guess float. magnets? It's weak against magnets. No, it, it's strong against magnets because all the magnets get stuck on it, and it's like, cool, free magnets. Thank oh, you. Oh, it just steals your magnets. Dang. It just steals your magnets. Nice try. Yeah, Silver Mummy is the strongest mummy. Um, you know, I think we've got I, I think we've got some strong contenders. I think I think it's gonna involve candy, ghosts, silver mummies, monsters in some way or other. Um It's gonna be spooky and or ooky. It's gonna be a spooky, ooky comic listicle <laughs> that we're gonna try and get out before Halloween. Yep, that's the real challenge. Because that's the scariest that, the part. The scariest is- thing, meeting deadlines. Ooh. <laughs> That's why they don't call them live lines, but that is a word as well. So it, you could call them that. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for for listening. Uh, if you would like to send us a suggestion, you can do it at uh, wswdshow at gmail.com. You can tweet at our Twitter handle, which is at wsdpod. Um, you can leave us an iTunes review. WSWDpod. WSWDpod. What did I say? You said WSDpod. That's not it. Nope. No, don't do what I said. Do what Nathan said. <laughs> Always in life. <laughs> you can leave us an iTunes review. Please do. Uh, on our iTunes page. Uh, and yeah, if you leave us a five-star review with a suggestion, we might draw it or at the very least discuss it yeah. on the show. So there's that. There's that. Nathan, I'm noticing that the candy, all the kids that stole the candy earlier have returned the wrappers. Huh. Which I feel like is just rude and unnecessary. Maybe they were trying to uh, distract a swamp monster. Oh, there he is. He's, I'm just going to reach in here. He's coming to, oh, you see the swamp he's monster? He's coming to pick yeah. him up. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, Nathan. It's a silver swamp monster. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, Nathan, 
This silver swamp monster is friendly, mm-hmm. and he knows what we should draw. Ah! Ah! He is also going to kill us. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> Good night. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I need some burnishing polish. <laughs> All right, bye. That was a headgum podcast.